Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick podcast. My name is Amanda and we are back with another exciting episode. I believe today's episode is going to be very relevant. I have a lovely guest joining me and I'll go ahead and let her introduce herself. Hi everyone, my name is Asada Oluwadare. I also go by Asada Star and I run a small platform called The Easy Breezy Life, um, www.easybreezy.life. And uh, the platform is for strong-willed women who are fierce, focused, and fired up, um, but we're also very booked and busy trying to figure out how to manage faith, life, having a strong personality, and still being the women who God called us to be. Um, I'm excited to be here today. So thank you for having me, Amanda. No problem. Thank you for joining me. I've been wanting to record with you for a while, so I'm glad we're finally getting to do this. And I think today's topic is going to speak to people because we as Christian um, women, I mean, I, you know, we, we tailor to women, but I'm sure anyone goes through this. We go through disappointments. We go through times where we feel like we're kind of like struggling, right? Like we're wrestling with God. It's like, what's going on? And I'm just like, you know what? I really want to talk about this and just kind of shed some light on it, share my experiences and see what other people are potentially going with. So like I said, today we're talking about disappointment, those times where we feel like we've prayed, we've fasted, we've done everything right. And I'm using air quotes, right? Because (laughs) we've done everything right but we are not getting what we're praying for we're not seeing the um just what we're hoping for so my first question to you is is it okay to feel disappointed by god Um, as a christian i think it's okay and i and i'm going to take it a step further and share an unpopular opinion to say that it's also okay to question him in those seasons right Mm -hmm. um so often we take christian disappointment and say well you know the lord giveth and he taketh away And I think sometimes throwing scriptures at people's life circumstances, one, minimizes their struggle, but also robs them of the opportunity to mature in Christ and mature in their relationship with God. Um, Because sometimes it is in the why and in the searching that we learn that um, the Christian life is not all about you getting your yeses and your blessings. Right. Um, Right. That sometimes it's about you being able to demonstrate um, contentment in all seasons and in all things. And so for me, um, I always like to tell people that I ask God a lot of questions. I have questions. You said the Bible has the answers. So these questions need answers. I'm happy to go into the Bible and search and do a a Bible study. But yes, um, I think it's okay to feel disappointed. I think that's part of the human and lived experience. Um, I think we're all going to experience it multiple times in our lives, which is saddening. Um, However, I think when we don't make it okay, to, to be disappointed and question, um, people can fall away from the faith for something like that. Mm. Um, so yes, and then some. Yeah, and you know, that's a good point because a lot of us, we feel like if we feel disappointed or we question God, we're not true Christians or we don't truly have faith in God and we start to feel guilty. And I think those are the times where, where we feel those feelings of disappointment we kind of distance ourselves from God as opposed to facing those feelings head on, right? And then before you know it, you have this huge gap between yourself and Christ and all because you feel like he failed you, but you don't want to truly address that. Right. I think that's a a huge issue. And that's something that I've recently experienced. And I'm like, I haven't opened my Bible because it's just like, ah, like, where were you when I needed you type thing, as opposed to just like coming to him and just truly spending more time in his presence when I feel that disappointment. 
So during those times, how do we keep our faith in Christ when it seems like we're praying for something and it's just not happening? Like, how do we keep hope alive, basically? Oh, that's a really interesting point that you mentioned. Um, I There's a song by Maverick City right now that I have playing on rotation that is called Wait, mm. um, where the person is like, I'm going to wait on you. I've tasted your goodness and I trust in your promise. Um, one thing that has helped me is like, I go down and I will write down all the things that God is doing wow. because a lot of times a no in one area doesn't mean other, a no in other areas or a weight in one area doesn't mean, um, that God isn't moving in your life. Right. Like I know for me, there have been multiple times in my life that I have literally tried to leave the field of education. Um, I've like, I got to go. I don't want to do this anymore. And God's like, no, because this is the place where I've called you to be. The answer is always no for me. Right. It's probably never going to be a yes. Right. (laughs) Even no matter, no matter if I want a a job that is like, um, very easy going, not intense. I'm like, people are doing jobs and making more money and they're not this stressed. But the Lord has said like, you know, like this is where I've called you to be. And so you have to do that. Um, I've what, what God helped me understand is that in the seasons where it looks like a no or a wait in one arena, I want you to focus on other other things that are going well. You have to learn contentment and contentment is not everything in your life feeling like it's moving in the right way. Hmm. It is you learning to have a certain level of joy that outruns and outlives your circumstances because these live circumstances can always change. So if it, if you are betting on joy, or at least what we're calling the joy of the Lord to be based on him answering a prayer, that's like baby Christian. Mm. Right? And I struggled because I think for a long time, God was handling me like a baby Christian. And then one day it was just like, nope, I'm not just going to answer everything that you want because I would be lying to you about what this relationship was about. Wow. And I think God's grace and mercy is great that like, we know when we're really young in the relationship with him, he just like gives us everything we want. Sometimes you get a whole bunch of stuff you don't deserve or didn't even pray for. So you start to think that that's how it goes. And then one day he says, it is time for you to mature. And I'm going to allow you to walk through this season of disappointment or failure or waiting um, so that your character can be be what it needs to be for the next thing. So what I've started to do in periods of no and waiting is to say, whatever that thing is that I want to get from you, right? This is about attitude. Whatever will cause me to mess up or compromise that thing when I get it, Lord, deal with it now. And you'll be surprised how many things you have that you actually are not ready to handle, but it's just God's grace and mercy dealing with it. Because when he really starts to reveal our character or our intentions or our motivations for praying for a particular thing, you, 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 you start, at least I did start to focus more on, okay, let's actually work on these biblical characteristics that you're expecting me to showcase and role model because the Christian life was really supposed to be about me role modeling Christ and showing Christ in the life of other people not about me amassing and 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 just looking like look at my abundant life the abundant life is your assignment Mm -hmm. so um I, I think my attitude about what Christianity was all about um, had to be challenged and, and it had to change in order for me to understand that waiting periods and no sometimes can be about God knowing something about your life and your seasons mm-hmm. that you don't know, right? Like if I give you this blessing now, it can mess up something five years from now. And mm-hmm. I don't want that thing to be messed up. It might feel good early, but, it, but you're not ready for it. What it's going to bring you five years down. Yeah. So I think trust um, has become central 
to the way that I respond to no's and disappointments and waiting. And, and really I started with like being like a crybaby and throwing tantrums, like, like definitely when we lost our daughter and my son was in the hospital, I was like, yo, cause I, I came from Islam. I'm like, I didn't leave Islam to come and be struggling as a wow. Christian. I'm just going to be straight up with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was straight up. I was like, Lord, I didn't leave Islam to come to Christianity to struggle. So you're just going to have to tell me exactly what's going on here and why. Wow. Um, because this, this is, I didn't think this was part of the deal based on what I read on the Bible. And, and, and guys like, you know, what's, what's your part of the deal? Salvation is your part of the deal. Wow. <laughs> All the other things I give you are unmerited. You could never wow. earn them. Salvation was your part of the deal. So, you know, what, what does God owe us really? Which is nothing. Oh my goodness. Like I feel seen right now. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm doing like this episode is so heavy on my heart. Cause when you've just gone through something, you know, it's just like, wow. And so two things that you said that really stuck out to me is understanding why you're a Christian, right? It's not for you to just, you know, have a genie in the bottle and I want this, I want that and this and that, like, that's not it. Right. And a lot of us, we start feeling like that. Like you said, as a baby Christian, when you're getting everything you pray for, you begin to think, oh, this is easy. This is a walk in the park. And especially when you feel like you're praying for something that doesn't harm anyone else. It's like, you know, I'm not praying for like, you know, millions. I just want this to happen or I just want that. And it's like small things in your mind. So when you're not getting them, it's like, well, dang, like I wasn't asking for too much, you know, but it's like, who are you to think that whatever you say goes? And like right. you said, and another point is, you don't know the effect it's going to have on you five, 10 years from now. And you don't know why that no was a no at that time. So right now I'm just kind of like, I'm trying to breathe off, off of what you just said. Cause I'm like, Amanda, you was, I was crying and, and doing all this stuff. And I know God is just looking at me like baby girl. <laughs> and that's the thing. And one thing that I, I have a hard time struggling with is sometimes where you pray for something and it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. you're able to see why it doesn't happen right mm -hmm. it's like you can mm -hmm. look back and say oh I can see why that didn't happen but sometimes you can't so how do you handle those times where it's like in no way shape or form can I understand why this didn't work out mm. I want to be thoughtful right no I understand can I say that in this arena God has really been kind to me mm. Um, I think he, this, the level of mercy that he still gives me in my life is to know that this girl hasn't come to the place of maturity where she, if she doesn't have an answer, she can move on. Okay. That's fair to say. I, you know, I just want to be honest. Cause I think we're all on a continuum. I will ask God why <laughs> over and over again until I get up. And, and most recently, you know, I think he even indulged me with the experience of my son and the NICU and just being like, yo, I just didn't want you to struggle, mm. you know, like, okay, let's say, let's say your daughter survived and you have a child with complex needs. Now you have two kids who are all both the same age and you have a child with complex needs and wow. you really weren't ready to let any one of them go. You definitely weren't ready. I was not like, like, even if it were, would have been God's will, um, which I think is tough to be like, okay, you know, like, let's say God's will was, you know, I want to take Manny, you know, I can always restore. Um, I wasn't at a place because I was so wrapped up in praying for him that my faith could take God not healing him. Uh -huh. or in God not bringing him home. But 
but let me tell you something being knee deep now like if it was Manny and another twin oh my god why right. would my marriage even survive that wow so I remember one time just being like yo like you know Sophia was perfectly fine why did you let that happen mm. and, I, and I got a visitation and God was like I don't want you to struggle I really didn't even want you to go through this mm. but you absolutely could not let go so this is what to tell you that like you have a relationship so many times people act like God is like the wizard of Oz and he's just making decisions mm. and he has multiple ways to get you to his will yeah. Right. He's got his perfect will where you are accepting all his yeses and nos. And you're like, even if your yeses and nos hurt Lord Jesus, I want that. He has permissible will. He's like, yo, you're choosing the hard path, but, but I'm gonna let you walk the hard path. I'm gonna give you the grace, but it's going to be hard. But remember you chose it. Yeah. And then there's some doors, right? Like, like when I think about certain past relationship where God is like, that's an absolute no, because you definitely don't even know what you're talking about or asking for it, right? Like I've had those moments where God has just been like, you are not marrying this fool. Yes. This is going to ruin your life. <laughs> right. And so I'm going to allow this relationship to break your heart. Yeah. I'm going to allow you to cry because trust me, you don't want, <sighs> but at least at this point, and I know now that we're doing this episode, you can just start giving me no's for no reason. Because that's what because <laughs> that's what happens in my life. Um, to this point, God has always been gentle and kind with me. Like yeah. my experience with God the Father is way different than I think a lot of people are describing him. And there's not a question that I haven't felt like I've been able to go to him, even if he's silent for a really long time. Mm. Right. And there's some answers that he gives. He's like, this answer I'm going to give you is going to hurt. But remember, you asked for it. Yeah. And I think it's because he works with each of us based on our personalities and proclivities. Like these really his relationship with us is really individualized. It is. People don't realize how customized the relationship is. Right. Like the things that I might be able to get away with when in one arena, somebody else ain't got the grace or mercy for that. No. Yeah. Or, or, and, and then in contrast, the thing that I'm looking at other people, I'm like, how are you getting, letting them get away with that? That's a bold faced lie. And God's like, you ain't got the grace and mercy for that. <laughs> so just like your relationship is individual and I give you grace and mercy in this arena where you really don't have any business requesting or asking for things. Um, I do the same for others. And, and this is why it's so important to not judge our walks and our relationships with how somebody else's walk or relationship with yo, carry your cross yeah right and um but if anyone's not getting a no sometimes god is not telling us because he knows our heart can't handle that mm. you know like yeah like i know you know i think i have had a chance to really watch my mom walk through disappointment and if there is one arena that i maybe think my siblings and i have questions about is you know we have our baby brother has autism mm -hmm. we've been praying for him for decades we we love him my mom loves him my mom prays for him you know we want him to have wholeness in the way that we describe as wholeness I still don't know why that breakthrough hasn't come, right? I still don't know why my brother's in a group home. Um, I still don't know why no matter how much we pray, um, he, his the aggressive behavior that makes it difficult for him to be home doesn't change. Wow. Um, but the truth of the matter is like, I have to surrender it because what will carrying it do, right? Like we, we have to surrender the nose, the weights, the disappointments could, because if not, you really will become paralyzed in your faith, holding on to that one arena where you didn't get the answer. Yeah. And so many ministers and pastors who talk about healing, will talk about, oh, I prayed and this person get, got healed. 
but I also pray for a lot of people and they didn't get healed. But why? Right? Like I just had a friend who died from COVID. And I, I was like, we prayed though. Everybody prayed. And God was like, yeah, but just because you pray for them doesn't mean everyone's going to live a long life. And you have to be okay understanding that I still expect you to pray. So it's, there are definitely some things we will never, ever know the why on. And I think our faith is demonstrated when we continue to believe when with unanswered questions yeah it's not because you got the blessing <sighs> that's good um that's good just just having that acceptance and I think even for me I'll just share my story really quickly so um you know I had gotten married and we, when we got married, we told ourselves that we want to wait a year until we have a baby. <laughs> Literally, I can, so I use um, fertility, I use fam health to track my, mm-hmm. I, we're all women, right? So I'm a, I'm a yeah, everybody got, everybody's using but, the app. Right, trying to, so stay on top to track of my ovulation. So it was our one month anniversary and I knew I was ovulating, but I was like, no. But whatever. So I get pregnant literally one month exactly from us getting married. And we were like, well, we're excited. But we were like, we did want to wait, but it's fine. So I have a 10-year-old. And my when my first son, I had a C-section. So mm-hmm. for this baby, I was really like, you know what? It's 10 years out. I'm going to have a vaginal birth. Fine. Around 14 weeks of pregnancy, I came across this book, um, supernatural childbirth where it just talks about you know having your baby naturally and your body doing what it's supposed to do and all this and all that and my pregnancy is going smooth I thank God both of my pregnancies were just amazing like not even morning sickness and so the pregnancy is going along fine baby's growing um going great and we're getting towards the end and you know it's like okay we're preparing for that childbirth and my um my OB she wasn't really pro VBAC um Mm -hmm. She and I was just like, you know, my, my son is 10 years old, so there's no reason why I can't track, track for a vaginal. And she just kept saying, you know, let's just go ahead and schedule the C section. So I used to say in my mind, like, yeah, like my story is going to show you that, you know, if you pray for it, you're going to get God it. is able. Yeah. So at this point, I'm at 40 weeks, no signs of labor is happening. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> During my pregnancy, I used to, I walked four times a week. I drank smoothies. I was eating right. I only gained, my first pregnancy, I gained like over 60 pounds. This pregnancy, I gained about 30 pounds. That was it. And I'm just like, I'm doing everything right. right you sure right. did. We saw you. All right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was on a call with you. I'm on the treadmill. Yes. doing all these things thinking I'm, I'm going to do my part even while I'm asking for God to do this thinking that so it's getting close it's getting down to the wire and no signs my body I get that last check that you get I was completely closed no dilation my cervix was thick and I'm just like okay um god <laughs> hello now would be the time to get any moment now we're gonna deliver like a his Hebrew woman yes right. you know and so I mean this is just a quick a quick overview of it but long story short, I ended up with a C-section. And when I tell you, I was mad at God. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was mad because I was just like, why? And I'm not shaming. I mean, I've had C-sections. I'm not, I'm not shaming yeah. C-section. I'm just saying that 
I felt like there was nothing stopping me from delivering this baby vaginally. And I felt like I prayed. I felt like I did the right thing on my end, you know? And it's like, why did I have to end up with a C-section? Like, you know, I didn't want that hard recovery. I didn't want to have to go through that. And I'm just like, why God? <laughs> Can you tell me why? And even till now, I can't say I understand why it happened or, you know, I could see the benefit, um, but it happened. And so it's just one of those things that I'm still trying to go through. And it's like, it was a huge disappointment for me. For some people, it may be like, oh, whatever. You know, I'm grateful that I was safe. My baby was safe. But it's just one of those unanswered questions because I don't understand it. And I don't, maybe one day I will. And like you said, maybe one, I'll never understand it. That's fine too. But it was really a point in my life because now I felt like, oh, if I have more kids, they all have to be C-section. And it's just one of those things where, you go through that disappointment and you still want to trust God. And I'm not going to lie. Um, afterwards, I, I just was kind of just like, you know what? Well, whatever. Fine. Like, I'm not going to pray. <laughs> What's the point of praying if it ain't going to happen? That's a really know? good point. Yeah. That's a really good point to hear you say that, you know, especially like when you're someone, you're like, yo, I'd be following all the rules. Like I read the books. You definitely were working. I was like, wow. Yo, I'm like, Amanda is so committed. <laughs> I was t- <laughs> You know, so imagine someone listening in who knows that they don't do half the stuff that you do, right? Yeah. Um, and and they 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 follow no uh protocol and then they go in and just V back and they out. Yeah, in and out. But why? You know, and and this is an example because yes, C-section healing is painful, like terribly painful. Yeah. <laughs> and and even the science will show you that the risk is supposed to be significantly lower still than doing C-section all over again. Yeah. But I know that a lot of people still end up doing the back-to-back no matter what. Um, it de- I guess it depends on the doctor. It depends on the situation. And in your case, your baby was like, I'm not coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. chill here. Just- you made such a great environment, mom. I- Why would I come out? So... <laughs> So it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what, I just don't want to pray about it because obviously prayer don't work. I was literally having those thoughts, you know what I mean? But then like now I'm in a much better space about it, but it's just like going through those disappointments. And I know that that may seem minor to some people. It's like, well, you Mm -hmm. should be happy your baby's healthy, right? But like when we go through this, these, these disappointments, it's different for all of us. What may be a disappointment to you is different from what's the disappointment for me, right? Yes. But it's still the way we translated it, it was a disappointment. And, you know, just trying to process that and still trying to understand that you serve a loving God. And no matter what, like you said, if we don't see why it didn't work out, he knows. That's yeah. what we should put our comfort in. He knows why it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to like bring up is, when we go, when we look at Bible scriptures, where it just tells us, you know, you can pray for anything in my name. And how do we navigate that? Cause it's like, we see it in the Bible, but when we're doing it in real life, it's like, it's not really translating. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you, but that, that part is the, is the rock and the hard place that I'm in right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when I pray about my son, I am grateful. Like I have to wake up in the morning and count all the miracles that God has done in his life, yes. the process that we have gone through. And then I got like this other long list of miracles that I'm still waiting for him to do in his life. And I'm like, well, you're taking like a really long time here. <laughs> What's going on. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, um, it is hard. Like, let's be honest. Cause one day I feel like I'm in faith. The next day I'm just like, yo, this is pointless. I give up. 
Like yeah, I, yeah. I quit all of it, you know, like one day I'm like, we're good. You know, I'm having visions. I'm like, my son is running, he's walking, he's doing all these things. And then the next day I'm just like, yo, I'm about to quit this job. And like, we're just going to get an RV and, and scrap all of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm escaping all of this. And I think it also goes to the scripture. Like people so often want to throw in your face, like, you know, knocking the door should be answered. And then you feel like, because you're not able to produce miracles as a Christian that maybe you don't believe enough. Maybe I'm not praying enough, um, uh, you know, versus just believing God, right? Like what if, yo, if anybody had a reason to say, God, you're canceled, it was Job. Oh. Or what about Mary? What, what what about Mary? Like you came to me with this virgin birth. First of all, I was ashamed and embarrassed, had to have, have the child in a stable. I can't even get the wedding I wanted. Right. Um, and, and then you killed the child and I'm watching. Right. It's like, well, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> right. I, I, I didn't, I didn't come. I didn't send for you. I didn't know you. You just came looking for me to bring problems. What does it mean to be used? What does it mean to be, to, to be used by God? And I think for me, the hard part that I have, have come to realize is that my husband and ours closing prayers, like, Lord, use us. Mm. I didn't realize what I was asking for every time mm. I said to use us. That prayer is a risky prayer. <laughs> it's a risky, it's dangerous. And it just dawned on me after all these years of us praying that as a couple, like, yo, some of these things you gave God room. Everybody's not praying for stuff like that. Everyone's not praying, God, use me, Lord, refine my character. Some people are just like, Lord, let today be easy. And that's it. <laughs> right. And that's all they're asking for. Right. So whatever they go through, they go through, but you might be seeming like you're going through a significantly more challenging time. And it's because you are being used um, to show people how to walk through a season of disappointment you're being used to show what what is it like to just knock and keep knocking and keep knocking and keep knocking and I heard this message from T.D. Jakes because he's someone who I've seen his family you know read his family story and see how, how much he had to fight and at one point his wife was paralyzed in a car accident wow. when he was preaching for eight years he ran a church that didn't have, I think, more than like 15 members. See, nobody knows that part. I didn't know that. He was the cook. He was the he was making barbecue chicken, smelling like barbecue chicken, preaching, running the procession, singing worship, him and his wife. Wow. And in the midst of him, and I think at one point they even used to like collect cans for money. A car with holes in the bottom, still worshiping God. Okay. So surely by year five, people are like, why are you even doing this ministry? Are you sure he called you? Cause the struggle is too real. So yeah. imagine now in the midst of you serving God, um, your wife gets into a car accident and is now paralyzed. And he said that in that season, he said, I prayed and also said, and even if my wife never walks again, I'm not abandoning her and God is still good. Wow. God could have chosen to move in whatever direction. And I think sometimes when we think God use us or God heal us, or, you know, if I say like God use my son, I, I, from in my mind, I wanted it to look a certain way. And then one day God said, but what if it looks different? Will you stop worshiping me? Okay. If Manny's healing process doesn't look or turn out exactly how you want. And wow. immediately my mind went to you voice of doubt and unbelief. You're a liar. <laughs> We need you know, you know, you know, Christians, black Christians, we sure know how to yell back at the Lord. And God was like, but what if it looks different? And I think that was the question of contentment. 
can you still be find joy? Can you still be happy? Can you still love your son? Can you still serve me? Can you still, do you still want to be used? Mm. If I don't do this in the pace and the way you want it. Like, honestly, like another thing was like, my son was ready to go to school. We were getting ready to move. And I'm like, I'm getting up out of Newark. Every house we walked into that was outside of Newark. I heard Newark. We went to a house that was literally on the borderline, right? Of Newark and Hillside. Like the, you could see this Newark street on the other side. I'm like, surely this is okay. <laughs> I mean, like, we just like, it's the line. And the Holy Spirit said, I said, I said, Newark. And I'm like, you know, I have a child with complex needs. He needs a good school system, blah, 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 blah. I had like all these excuses for why not. But because of the journey, I knew that when I heard God, when you hear him you better do what he said because if you don't what you encounter on the other side of that border is your business and now you're just going to be preparing for mercy we're in contrast by choosing to stay where god placed us when something goes around and be like well i turn around and i can boldly say i stayed where you called me to be yeah and i'm expecting to eat only the good of the land in this place yeah i'm just letting you know (laughs) And, and so also like that obedience and like the, the, the hard part of, of things not looking the way that I want, but me accepting, like, if this be your will, then we're going to yeah. do it. I said, but, um, I think what it has also given me is the opportunity to turn around and be like, well, where you command and send us, you shall provide. And I've become so good at that to the point where like, it's, it scares my husband, like my, the Lord will provide game it's so strong now. And my husband's like, yo, you're like literally not even planning. I said, well, if he didn't tell me to do that, then I'm not going to do that. I said, but you know, because there are times where God tells us plan, execute X, Y, Z, but my journey after having my son has become such a faith walk that I wait for the word and, and everybody around me can be like, this girl's bananas. Why is she doing this? Why is she doing X, Y, Z? But once I feel like I got that word, even if it means my husband is like calling the pastor on me and being like, something's wrong with my wife. I'll just be sitting there and be like, Lord, you brought me in this mess. You can get me right out. Right. Okay. So I think, um, in short to kind of bring it back, it's some, some of those scriptures don't apply to your life in every season. And so we're like, and this is my concern with us arbitrarily pulling out, plucking out scriptures out of context you didn't send me the whole paragraph. You didn't tell me who Paul or whoever was writing to. You just like throwing it at me. I can't tell you how many people sent me like, oh, David lost his son and he danced. Yeah, but David also killed somebody's whole husband whole husband, and fornicated. I didn't do that. So don't be talking to me. <laughs> Is it relevant? Is it the scripture for this season and this moment and this time? And you know what? You said such a good point. It was Pastor Tim Ross, like a couple years ago. He was saying that, you know, how people are always like, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like just before that, he says, he, Paul was saying how he's willing to live with little or to live with none, but no, no one talks about that. Like they're just like, I can do all things through Christ, but are you willing to live with little or none? Because that's what he was saying before he said that. Yep. And so it's just like, like you said, we take these scriptures and we just throw them, we just post them, or we just say, well, the Bible says, but it's like reading context, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, we know we serve a loving God. We serve a God that does want to provide for us, but we have to understand that he knows what he's doing, right? He's gotten Mm -hmm. us this far. He's provided for us this long, and we just have to continue to trust him. It may not 
be easy when we're going through yeah. it. Yeah. But it's he's always doing what's going to be best for us. Like we have to actually stand deep in that thought that whatever he's doing is what's best for us, even though if it, even if it doesn't make sense. Mm. And mm. But, I mean, your story and your testimony is just one that for it's inspiring. And like you said, you're asking God to use you and he's actually using you because there's no one that can look at your life and look at your testimony and not see God's hand in it. Cause mm. you've been <laughs> through it and you're, you know, you're on the other side. Oh, well, you know, you're still going through it here and there, mm-hmm. but no one can, can say that God hasn't used you. So I just, and that's why when I was thinking of this episode, I thought of you because I've never seen someone with so much grace go through what you've gone through. And I know I haven't been there doing like your darkest times where you're in your prayer closet and you know, you're crying to God, but just the fact that you're still here and you're still helping others, that says a lot, you know, so God definitely is using you. So, I mean, keep praying that prayer. Amen. Um, That's the, I can do all things, (laughs) right? That's the, I can do all things through Christ because it is, um, and, and I think it's so interesting. I think Michael Todd said that same thing too. Until, until, until your strength to do what you're doing is solely dependent on Jesus. Cause you know, you literally don't have, there are moments that I said, I'm like, wow, God, you really made me look like a genius. And I have no idea how we even just did that. I'm not kidding. Like I just take, it's the one step and the one step. And then when I look back, I'm like, wow, that was like a bomb strategy you gave me. But I didn't know two years ago that that was a strategy. Mm. there are battles that I've won that God fought two years ago. And he was like, just do the thing. So that when the, when the season comes, you can say, here it goes. When you get good at blindly obeying, that's when you, that's when you start to see God really show up. That's when you meet the mighty, terrible one. Mm. Meaning like not terrible in the way that like, oh, God is so wicked, but just like, Mm-hmm. if there was if there was a chess king god is it mm-hmm. there there are things that i've seen god do especially in this past year that i'm just like what and when i was doing the thing that i felt the lord told me to do i was felt weary i felt tired i felt like this doesn't make no sense ain't nobody else doing it nobody cares about it and he was actually strategizing and planning out my victory for another season wow. he's that good he just he he just starts fighting battles in advance so be, because I have come to a place where I've experienced that, um, I think like the, the main thing is like you, you, for anyone who's listening, like you have to push through those disappointments and try to get back to the still place where you can hear God tell you what's the next thing, mm. because it really is safety for us. It really is his love for us. Even though I have learned that even the hard places for me were my blessings, you know, the first time that I got a no as a Christian was I was graduating from grad school and I wanted like a, like this job in Florida, but the department was a hot mess. Nobody was getting back to me, but I was persistent. I kept emailing them like, this is the job is on Miami beach. I'm going to be on Miami. <laughs> you going to get me to the beach. And right. And, and then fasting three days and God telling me to take a job that paid half as much in the middle of nowhere in upstate New York. I cried saying yes to that job. I cried going to that place. I cried at the place. (laughs) I'm just telling you. Just crying. I complained. I murmured most of the journey. 
I applied for jobs for at one point I started a job applying for jobs at Forever 21 in Macy's and be like, shoot, I worked in Macy's in college before. If anything is better than this, I'm leaving. <laughs> but you know what that obedience did? Mm. Propelled my career exponentially. Like the job that I got after that paid me almost like three times. The promotion I got after that advanced me like 20 years. I'm at a place where a lot of times I get a lot of shade and envy because people are just like, how did this little girl get this job? She ain't even got the degrees for the job, okay? There are people with more degrees than me who don't sit in positions in rooms that I sit in. Wow, come Because on. of this 28K job I took in the sticks that I didn't want, that I cried about, but it gave me such a strong foundation. So now when I hear no, yes, I still cry. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. You know, like, I, I just got to know in December about something I really wanted. And he's like, you're not ready yet. Wait. And I'm just like, mm. I'm like, you know, so I had to turn to my husband and be like, you know, I really wanted this thing. I know I told you I really wanted it, but I'm just letting you know that I'm going to stop because I heard wait. And I went back to the thing that God told me to do sad, yo, like just depressed, like, but I, I've learned that just like you did it before, mm. and this is the importance of counting the last testimony, just like you did it before. I know this is the setup, not for here. This is the setup for, for probably five years from now. So I can wait. I can, we, we've, we got enough history that I know you're being intentional. You, you will, you will, you'll never play me. Mm. Um, so I'm okay. Um, but you know, it took a lot of scuffles a lot of not listening, a lot of not obeying and suffering the consequences of that disobedience to get to a place where it's just like, even if this thing that you're asking me to do, I think is making me look foolish. I'm going to do the thing you've asked me to do because um, one, I don't trust myself enough to run my life. That's first of all, because, because the life I'm living right now, I don't have the human and mental resource to run it. Right. So like people look at me, they're like, oh, you have this child, you got this, you got this. I'm like, I don't have the, you think I got the mental capacity to run this? Mm. I have a worship in the morning mm. um, and I have, you know, listen to Joel Osteen and get the word of what are your priorities for the day. I used to have like killer task lists like this. I don't have that no more. I'd be like, Lord, what is the thing? And, mm. and, and I will write down those things, but I don't plan my life more than like a month out because I have no idea what new instruction that's going to come and and that's it right um it goes so contrary to what modern culture teaches us yeah um I, I got an easy breezy planner that I sell but the way that I use it is different yeah. <laughs> because I know that the Lord is ordering my steps so I have to give him room to reroute me I have to give him room to say um I know that this person at your job you really don't get along with but I'm telling you to pull them in you know how many times God tells me to pull people in who I would never pull in? I'm like, this person is a terror. I'm going to need to protect my peace. Why would I do that? Protect my peace. Yes. Mom. You know? Yes. I'm just going to protect my peace. And, and, but, but if I hear that this is what I need you to make room for in this season, this is what I've called you to be. I am learning day by day, girl, just say yes. Your life will be easier. Um, you, you will have the provision that you need. Yes, and, and, you know, and I think we always think that provision is money. And what God has taught me, he's like, God's like, that's a low level, boo. Ooh, yeah. 
if I have to give you money to do everything you do in low level blessings, Wow. blessings is when you stop paying for stuff. Blessing is when it just starts dropping in your hand because I said so. He's uh-huh. like, he's like, if you have to work for it and sweat for it, you're still operating under a different covenant, hmm. right? So that's a new lesson we learned in that. He's told me, check my hustle. Cause I don't need you to make more money for me to bless you. Wow. That's a whole nother topic. (laughs) (laughs) topic. Wow. Um, You said it all. I I have nothing to add to that. You really said it all. I mean, I pray for anyone that's listening to this, whether it's not something that's relevant to you now. um, We all know that disappointment is a, what we see as disappointment is a part of life. So just hold on to this word and I just hope it encourages you and it blesses you. And if you don't mind, if you can share your social and website one more time. Mm-hmm. It is at easybreezy.life, literally the letter E-Z-B-R-E-E-Z-Y.L-I-F-E. And the website is also www.easybreezy.life. And actually, Amanda is one of our contributors. We love having her in our community. <laughs> Yes, and I'll be sure to put um, the information in the show notes for you so you guys can just click on the link as well. Thank you, Isada, so much. You guys know that you can follow Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram or send an email to confessionsofchristianchick at gmail.com and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.